Welcome, everyone, to Ridgeview Church Online. We are so glad that you guys have tuned in to worship with us. My name is Alex Barrett, and I'm the pastor here at Ridgeview Church. Uh, We're a new church that started about a year and a half ago in North Fontana, which is uh, east of Los Angeles. And we are so glad that people really throughout this country and and even the world could be tuning in uh, to really hear uh, from God this morning. And it's at these times uh, where there's just a lot of unsettling, there's a lot of kind of chaos that's spinning around us. It's at these times that we really believe that God uh, speaks to us. And so for the next few minutes, we actually want to dig into God's word. We want to kind of find out in these times, in these circumstances, when things seem to be spinning out of control, what is it that, that we can do? How do we need to think differently? Uh, how do we then, once we think differently, what are the things that we can do uh, to act differently? And so uh, just as kind of a means to just summarize where we've been, at least from my life, uh, from Thursday today, it feels like I've crammed in about a month's worth of just experiences. Uh, Thursday morning, we began to start thinking about church and what it was going to look like. Do we need to cancel? Should we not? Do we go live? We've never done that before. What do we do? Then you start thinking through supplies and shopping. And have you been to stores lately? There's just kind of all sorts of things that are happening. And then in our own life, like things that we had planned have been canceled. My son's uh, soccer game was canceled on Saturday. On Saturday night, we had a men's meetup event to go see our local hockey team. And, and, and that was canceled. And so in the middle of all these plans, all the things that we have going on, everything began to kind of spin and all that we had thought that was going to happen no longer is. And so it's at this time where like our normal, if you're with me, like our normal is, is, is not normal. There's like this new normal that's happening and none of us have really uh, is experienced it before. And so uh, for you, you probably have similar things that have happened as well. You might have recently been realizing in the rush at the stores, everyone is going, you need to go as well, and you begin, and you might have seen that, that shelves um, are empty. You may have wanted to watch a TV on, or sports on TV, and, and there's, there's nothing on, and everything, again, that, that's normal uh, is not. And so what I found in life is when things begin to spin and things get crazy, um, we, we, we find a lot about our, our plans and our perspective. And what we see is in times of turmoil, and you'll see this on the screen. In times of turmoil, our plans and perspective, they, they spin out of control. And isn't that kind of what you see happening in your life right now? Is that in our plans and our perspective, they spin out of control. And what we think is going to happen, it's not. And that, if you're like me, that can kind of be overwhelming. That can kind of be something that's uh, scary, that, that fills us with fear. Uh, for some of you, uh, the store may have looked like this, and you'll see this on the screen as well. Did the store look like this for you guys where the shelves are empty? And it may have been like you just don't see, and you can see the shelves are empty and people are in line, and, and that's what I found myself recently. You go for anything that you always thought you could get, and it's no longer there. And have you found that the very thing that you always thought you can get, now you can't get it, you want it even more? Isn't that kind of how life is right now? The very thing that's normal is not. And so we're just kind of pulling on to that. So in these times of turmoil, our plans and our perspective, they spin out of control. And if your life feels like that right now, I know mine does. Uh, It's very unsettled. God actually wants to to speak to us. It's at these times where we can slow down. We say, well, my my plans aren't what I thought. My, 
my perspective of what I thought was going to happen, how I wanted everything to go, that, that's not happening. Again, it's in these times that, that God wants to, to speak uh, to us. And so I want to just take the moment to dig into the scriptures. And at Ridgeview Church, we've been doing a series called Lives and Letters. And we're digging into letters written in the New Testament where are written, you know, a couple thousand years ago. But in these letters, there's actually so much perspective that we can apply to our life today. And that's always really, if you follow Christ, if you begin to live your life his way, you always get to a point where you, you look at the scriptures and you begin to ask, how can I take these principles and the truth of God's word and how can I apply it uh, to my own life? And, and that's what I wanna do today. I wanna look at a letter written to an up and coming leader called Timothy. And there's actually two letters written to him from his coach, from his mentor, a a man named Paul. Now, Paul wrote about two-thirds of the New Testament. He was really used by God to start the Christian movement in the first century. And Paul was invested in this young man named Timothy. He loved Timothy. He coached Timothy. He really wanted the best uh, for Timothy's life. But like us and like what he's experiencing is Timothy was facing circumstances that were beyond his control, circumstances within his life. Uh, many believe that Timothy was, was kind of timid. He was fearful. He faced anxiety. And he lived in a time kind of like we're discovering now where there's just a lot of pressure from the outside. He's feeling some pressure from within. And so Paul is writing this letter in First and Second Timothy to encourage him and to give him some perspective. And I want to actually look at his second letter in Second Timothy. And just to set the stage, Paul, who's writing this letter to him, who's his coach, who's his mentor, is actually in jail in Rome facing uh, execution. And so his life is actually wrapping up. He doesn't know how much time he has left. And Timothy is in Ephesus, and he's leading this new church in this new Christian movement. And there's pressure from local authorities. There's false teachers that have come into the church. And then as a new leader, Timothy is facing, again, just pressure from within, expectations that he has on himself. And Paul wisely wants to give him, in the last words that he has, just some perspective, some hope, so he can continue onward. And I want to focus just on one verse uh, today together. And this verse, again, was written so long ago, but I think there's so much that we can apply uh, to our own life. And so what we find is when things are spinning, as they always do, God settles. He wants to come in and settle us. He settles us and brings a peace that we didn't expect or he brings a peace that we don't understand. But as things are spinning and all the things that we expected are kind of out of our control, God actually can come in and he can settle things for us. And so Paul is writing this perspective, young Timothy, with all the things that are going on, all the things that you're facing, you can experience a settling that comes from God. And I think that we can apply this to us today. So let's read uh, the scripture uh, together. And so I wanna just, focus on what it takes to be settled when life is spinning. And I think for all of us, we could say there's a certain amount that it's kind of spinning, it's getting crazy. Uh, how, do we, how do we live settled as, as peaceful people? How do we live settled as people that we have this, this sense that, you know, everything's gonna be okay. Everything outside of us is, is kind of out of our control. It's spinning out of control, but, but with God's help, we're we gonna be okay. And so here's the words that Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Okay, I'm just gonna repeat that, it's so important. For God, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
And so the beginning of this verse focuses on the nature of, the, of God. One, he's, he's giving us something, and then he's not giving us at the same time. And at the beginning of the verse, you find that he's not giving us this spirit of fear. Now, fear in this passage literally means this timid. There's this, this kind of cowardice that we could experience because of everything that's going on. Again, for us right now, there's so much going on externally that you begin to look at social media, you begin to go shopping, you begin to go to your neighborhoods, and it kind of feels like a movie. At least for me, I keep saying like, it feels like I'm living a movie out here. And as you start to see around you and as you start to kind of see things you've never seen, fear begins to to well up because of external circumstances. And then at the same time, because of that and because of our own plans and the way we thought everything was gonna go, fear begins to kind of well in us as well. So we have fear on the outside, and we have fear on the inside, and all of this kind of speeds up that, that spinning process. And so Paul, knowing Timothy as a young leader, Timothy as somebody who's facing fear, his own shortcomings, but still has a tremendous amount of opportunity, he gives them this perspective. For God is not one who gives us fear. And so if you have fear right now in your life, uh, it's not from God. It's something that we need to take under control because it can actually lead us down roads that we, we don't want to go down. And so if you're facing fear, you're normal. Uh, don't beat yourself up for that. But what you want to do, and this verse provides the perspectives, you want to actually take the weapons against fear, and that's what Paul describes. And so you see the emphasis for God. He's not a God that gives us this spirit of fear, but then he gives us three things instead. He gives us power. He gives us love and he gives us a sound mind. So I'd kind of like to dig in and look at those three things. So the first thing he gives, he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but he gives us power. And this power here is literally a power uh, that transforms. And so one of the ways that God settles us when we're spinning is he gives us a power that can transform. Now, I have limited power right now, it seems. Everything, again, that I've wanted to happen, all of my plans, they've just non-existent. Uh, again, I, I can't control schedules. I can't control people around me. And everyone right now, all the power that we thought we had in our calendar and in our life, it seems like it's just kind of gone by the wayside. We literally are, and I was sharing with my wife today, we're, we're kind of living day to day. We don't know what tomorrow will look like. And so the power that we've normally had, we don't have. And so we're, we're lacking this, this power within us. And so what God wants to do when we're unsettled He actually wants to give us his power. And the best way for God to give us his power is for us to realize we do not have the power we need. Because oftentimes in life, the more self-sufficient we are, the more power we have, we tend to just think that we're okay. And so we don't really think we have room for God. We have enough power. We have our own expertise. We have our own way of executing our plans. And so we've got this. But in these times when our power is very limited, We now have room. And so God wants to actually give us some power within us to maybe even change some things. So in my own life, as things have been spinning out of control, uh, what I've been looking at is, is how am I reacting? What are my reactions? Are they one of just kind of freaking out or harsh or or just rash in the moment, not trying, you know, not sure what to do? Or have they been just, what am I remembering? What am I recalling to mind? So what God wants to do is in the middle of this unsettled kind of situation we find ourselves, He wants in his power to just show us some things in our life that he wants to change. 
And so when pressure builds in you and when pressure builds in me, that's actually when God begins to show us some things. If you freaked out the last few days, you're normal. If you've been worried, you're normal. Anxious, you're normal. If you're kind of looking at the future and it's stressing you out, you are normal. But just because it's normal and we all feel like that, and that's okay, God wants to, in those moments, show us that, you know what, we can rely on him. And so he wants his power to work in us to just show us the things and where we've maybe been relying on ourselves. We've been relying on our own strength, our own intellect, our own resources. As soon as that begins to get stripped away, now God's power becomes real because we need something beyond ourselves. So God may be doing that in your life right now, and that's actually a great place to be because where your power is lacking, God's power is not. And so he's not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us this power that wants to change us from the inside out. Now, as God's power changes from the inside out, it also can come outside of our life to make an impact on others. And so since we don't have to live by fear, we can live by power. His power can actually come out of our life so we can help and bless those around us. And so we don't have to live by fear. We can trust that his power that he's given us can change us on the inside, show us some things that we may need to to just look at things differently. And then that same power that can change us becomes the power that we can use to actually bless and change the world around us. People are watching us. If you're parents and you've got kids at home or you've got kids at college or you've got kids that are even married, they're all looking to the leaders in their life. And so all of us, we have an opportunity to, to lead out in the power that God gives. So he doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He gives us power. The second thing is that he also gives us a a love that promotes hope. And this love that promotes hope is actually what we need right now. Uh, There's not a lot of hope in our current situation. People, again, because of their plans, because their own perspective, everything that they had kind of painted this picture of their life, it's all kind of been erased. It's been skewed. It's been distorted. And people are actually lacking hope. And so if you follow Christ, He actually wants you to be this beacon of hope to all those around you. And it comes uh, from love. And in these times, it's easy to focus inward on all that we're lacking or all that we're concerned with. But again, because of God's power, instead of focusing inward, we actually can love externally to all those around us. And so a key question that I wanna encourage you uh, to ask is this, how can we look out for those around us? You've got people in your life right now who you could love. You have neighbors, you have coworkers, you've got your family, you have your friends, you've got all the circles of relationships and everyone is unsettled and God could use you to love those around you. And so you just think practically, how could I touch base with those near me? How can I send a text or a card or call to just check on the people around me? How can I serve them? Yesterday, a family from our church gave us some toilet paper. Do you know what a blessing that is right now? That was a practical step of love. And you may be able to do the same type of thing, right? Well, God has given you, you may be able to bless those around you. And so this love promotes hope. And if you're lacking hope right now, when you decide to follow Christ, that is actually what God gives you. Through Jesus, we have hope because we have his power and we can change. And even though our plans may look differently, We may see the things that we're lacking in God's power and his love. We can move forward. 
And so at Ridgeview Church, we want to help you uh, discover that. And so he gives us a power that transforms. And then God also gives us a love that produces hope. And so that key question, what is it that we can do to look out for those around us? And then I want to look at the, the last thing. And that is, he's given us a mind that remembers God will come through. That's that sound mind. And literally, the sound mind is, is one that it's to keep your mind in check. So one of my mentors shares that oftentimes our mind can be like a dog on the loose. You know, to control a dog, you put a leash and you can walk the dog. But as soon as a dog is on the loose, it can go wherever. Has your mind been like a loose dog the last few days? And maybe you've had some, some thoughts like, will I still have a job in the near future? Will I have enough food? What am I gonna do when all the toilet paper runs out? Where's hand sanitizer? What are my kids gonna think? What am I gonna do? Like all of these thoughts, and, and I've thought the same things. You run those scenarios, and it's just like that dog. It's just running rabid, loose, with nowhere to go. But for us, what you find is a sound mind is like putting the leash back on and realizing that we actually can think the truth. I realize like, I don't know the future. I don't know how our city is going to be responding. I know they're seeking wisdom and we're praying for them. I don't exactly know what church is going to look like in the near future. And we're praying through next steps for all of us as families with our jobs and schooling and all that. We just don't know what's going to happen. But what we can know is that God will come through. And so a sound mind is one that we keep in check what we know based on the truth. And so the key question I I encourage you to ask is this, how can we remember the truth in the middle of the turmoil? And I think that word probably describes a lot of life right now. It's just turmoil. So how can we remember the truth in the middle of the turmoil? For me in my life, And for Christ followers, what you find is the truth is found not out in our circumstances, and it's not out in our culture. It's actually something that you you cannot Google. Truth is found in God's word, and that's the Bible. And he's given us help and perspective. And so I want to encourage you to keep your mind in check and to live by the sound mind that God has given us. Get into the scriptures. And as you open the Bible, God will speak to you. And that's what this series is all about. Based on these letters that have been written many, many years ago, how does God still speak to us today? And I wanna encourage you, I know for me personally, all of this has gotten my attention. And many times the last few days I've been saying, God, what is it that you want to say to me? And if you ask that to God, he's gonna speak to you as well. But when you ask him, go to the word of God and allow him to speak to you. And I wanna just share Uh, one of the ways that that, that's happened to me just uh, in the last couple of days. And it's a scripture in the book of Lamentations. And this is a scripture of dark kind of times and when you're you're just filled with sorrow and and all sorts of unknown. And it's fitting for for today. Uh, It's like these lamenting. But in this this book of Lamentations, it gets to some key perspective. And I wanna share um, this scripture to you. And it's Lamentations 3. 22 through 25, and it says this, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. 
Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. What I really like about this passage is in the beginning, it actually shows the sound mind. And this I call to mind. In all that's going on, in all that's upon us, we can call to mind the truth. And again, in this passage, you see the truth is, is that God's love and his mercies and his faithfulness are new every day. They will not run out. Circumstances cannot squelch them or overwhelm them. God is not moved. He loves us. He has compassion on us. And each day he wants to guide us and lead us forward. And so for me, when things are spinning, my anchor is God's truth found in the scripture. And so I want to encourage you to dig into the Bible and find out what he wants to say. A good place to be could be the book of Psalms. Psalms are a lot of songs that people have sung and faced really difficult circumstances. And so you might want to just dig into some Psalms and just kind of make these prayers that you have or or meditate on them. So I encourage you to do that. Also, you can reach out to us, and if if you're facing something, uh, there's your connection card there, and I encourage you, uh, fill out your connection card that's below this video. And uh, we want to pray for you. And so as things are coming to your mind and you're overwhelmed, uh, reach out and and get the help because we as a church, we do really want to help you. And so I want to end with just some next steps. And these are some things that you can do uh, based on Paul's advice to Timothy, but more importantly, the same advice that we can apply today. How, How do we live as people that don't live in fear, but can have a power that transforms, a love that produces hope, and a sound mind that remembers that that God is in control and he will come through. And so I wanna walk through uh, some next steps. The first thing is uh, to memorize that verse that that we focused on today, and that's 2 Timothy 1.7. The way you can call to mind the truth is to actually know what it says, and the way that you know what it says is you can just memorize it. And so one thing I do is you can just take a three-by-five card, and you can just write that scripture on there. You could put it on the dashboard of your card where you could see it, You could put it in a mirror at home, your door, wherever it is that you're going to just be able to see it regularly. And that, over time, as you see it, uh, say that back. Say that truth, and you can begin to memorize that. Another next step you could take is to ask God for help when my mind is spinning. I don't know how many of you have been running scenarios. I know I have. been kind of waking up in the middle of the night or just waking up early and thinking, well, what about this? What about this? What about all the unknown? In that moment, that your head is spinning, and there is a lot to figure out in our lives. In that moment, just ask God for help. God, my head is spinning. I'm headed down a path. I don't know where I'm going. It feels like I'm hitting multiple detours at the same time. As you feel that coming, just ask him for help. And for me, usually that's, God, I'm just spinning, and I'm anxious. I'm worried. I'm fearful. Will you help me? God, I know that you are in control. Your steadfast love and your mercies are new. Will you give those to me today and help me to realize that you are here? And so that might just be something you just turn to God and ask him. And then the third next step, this is practical. Now I want you to think about the people in your life and it's to love someone. And so you could write a person's name. I wanna love this person in my life, a neighbor, a coworker. Maybe it's a family member. I wanna love this person by. And you may just wanna think, what, what is it that you want to do? Is it that you just wanna tell them in this time that you, you appreciate them? Is it that you want to serve them? You want to take them out 
or coffee, you want to just love on them in a practical way. I don't know what that is for you, but I encourage you, take some time. How can you love someone in this season to give them just a little bit of a taste of the hope found in Jesus? And so I encourage you to memorize, to just turn to God in the middle of the trouble, and then to love somebody practically. And so on that connection card, if you've not yet filled it out, and I know some of you are watching in a group, and that's great, and so you can do this later, um, but just fill that out, put a next step, and I'd love to pray for you this next week. And so mark one of those next steps on there. And then, again, if there's prayer requests, please let us know how we can pray for you as a church. And so we believe that this is such a great opportunity to see God come through. And so as things are spinning, he settles, he calms, and he will lead us forward. And so let's pray together as we remember this. And again, reach out if you need anything. We love you guys, and we thank you uh, for joining us this morning. Uh, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing a song of declaration of our hope uh, back to God in a moment. So let's pray together. God, we do thank you for your word, which gives us perspective. We thank you for the power that you give us that changes us from the inside out and also allows us to be a catalyst of change to those around us. God, we also thank you for the love that you've given us through your son, Jesus, and a love that you've given us that we can actually apply to other people in our lives. God, we help us to see as you see the opportunities around us. And finally, God, thank you for hearing us when we call to you, when we turn to you for help. And I pray if there's anyone here that's just filled with fear and anxiety, in the name of Jesus, will you draw them to yourself and allow them to know that they're not alone. We thank you for this time, this opportunity to worship together. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray, amen.